Hi there, this is Harry. Welcome back to Advanced English Lessons with Harry, where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language, to help you with your conversational skills, your business English skills, interview skills, whatever your goals are, we're here to help. And for those of you and your friends or family who want one-to-one -one lessons, well, you know what to do. Just get in touch, www.englishlessonviaskype.com and you can apply for a free trial lesson and we'd be very happy to hear from you and very happy to help you. Okay, and in this particular lesson, this advanced English lesson, we're looking at people and we're going to look at adjectives that can describe people. So there's quite a few of them, so I'll go through them one by one. We've got 14 in total. So, advanced English lesson adjectives that we use to describe people. So as I said, I've got 14. Perceptive, perceptive. Inspirational, overambitious, conscientious, obstinate, neurotic, open-minded, prejudiced, apathetic, insensitive, solitary, rebellious, mature, and inquisitive. Okay, so good adjectives to describe people. So I'm going to give you a situation when we might use them to describe a particular person and hopefully you'll get a good understanding of them. If you don't understand them and you check them out in the, di in the dictionary and you still need some help, well, as always, come back to me and I'll try to give you a few more examples. So, perceptive. When somebody is perceptive, they see things that other people don't see, a little bit of vision, yeah? Or he's very perceptive. He understands when there's a problem. So you need to be very, very careful when you're talking to him. You don't say something out of turn because he picks up on small things. So he's very, very perceptive. Or somebody understands a situation. You don't have to explain much to them. Oh, yeah, you're quite perceptive. You understand exactly what I'm trying to say. So to be perceptive, to understand, to know what's going on or what message somebody's trying to get across to you, to be perceptive. Inspirational. Well, we've all heard, I think, of this word, inspirational. It's one of the well-known adjectives. Somebody inspires you to do great things. We look back in history and we look on leaders that would be inspirational. In the modern world, we look to members of our family, a father or mother or grandfather, whoever, who might have been inspirational, somebody to show you what to do or somebody who did something and you say, well, that's exactly what I want to do. That's what I exactly want to be. So they provided the inspiration for you to go on and maybe achieve your dream about the university course or whatever it happens to be. It doesn't have to be reaching for the stars, but something that you found or somebody you found inspirational. Overambitious. Well, there's nothing wrong with having ambition. and Indeed, it's a really good characteristic to have. But if you're overambitious, then it means that you'd almost stop at nothing to get what you want. And that can be a little bit dangerous and a little difficult. And people are often wary of people who they consider to be overambitious. 
the office worker who continues to work late every night. He lets his boss know that he's always there till nine o'clock. He lets his boss know that he's there long after everybody else has gone home. So he's not so much of a friend to people in the office. You have to be really, really careful. So he's very ambitious. He's overambitious. He wants to get promoted Every time he's talking to the manager, something comes up. Well, what do you think about that? Didn't I do well? Didn't I do this? So somebody who is a little bit overambitious. Conscientious. Well, conscientious is a really nice characteristic to have. I would like it to somebody who would consider me to be conscientious. And when you're conscientious, you consider all aspects. You are really conscientious about the work you do. You don't just put down your pen and walk away from your desk when the clock ticks at five o'clock or 5.30 when you're supposed to go home. So you stay until the job is done. Why? Because you're conscientious. You make sure that the work is completed. If there's an order that has to go to a, a client or a customer, you might follow up with an email or a text message to make sure they got it. Why? Because you're conscientious. You don't just send it off and hope that it arrives. There may have been some trouble with the last order. So this time you want to make sure that it goes through without problems. So you send a quick message. Did you get the order? Okay. It was dispatched this afternoon. So you wait to get a reply. So you show and demonstrate that you are conscientious about your job. And bosses like people who are conscientious, dedicated. Obstinate. Well, again, obstinate can in some ways be a little bit positive but mostly it's seen as a negative adjective to describe you when you're obstinate it just means you refuse to change your mind you refuse to listen to other people you stick to your own opinion even though it's proved time and time again that you're probably wrong very obstinate oh there's no talking to him he's as stubborn as a mule he's so obstinate yeah it's it, you you can tell him that the sky is blue he won't believe you he'll argue that it's a different color he's very obstinate he sticks to what he thinks is right even though he's wrong he refuses to budge so obstinate or stubborn like the, the mule that just won't move neurotic well someone who's neurotic really has some psychological issues and they neurotic because they assume everything's going wrong they assume something is happening when really it isn't they might feel that somebody's listening to their telephone conversations they may feel that the boss is always watching over the shoulder when in fact he isn't they just get very concerned and they become so concerned that they become neurotic so very hard to talk to them very hard to persuade them there isn't anybody listening to your telephone calls. There isn't anybody watching you from behind. There isn't anybody who really cares enough to do that. So just get on and do your work. Don't be so neurotic. Don't feel that you're constantly under observation because f the fact is you're not. Yeah? Nobody really cares. Neurotic. Open-minded. Well, it's great to be open-minded. It's, again, a very positive characteristic to have and when you're open-minded you're willing to listen to everybody's opinions all the opinions you can get you're open-minded you may have your own views and you may be a little stubborn about things but you're sufficiently open-minded to listen to other people who you believe might have a better or different view than you have 
So to be open-minded as a boss is great because then people can approach you in the office. They can let you know what they think and you won't prejudge them because you have an open mind. So an open-minded boss is a really strong boss, somebody who can uh, listen, somebody who can take other opinions and is not afraid to change the mind that they, in fact, might be wrong. Okay, so open-minded. Prejudiced. Well, here's a negative, prejudiced. When you're prejudiced, you don't consider other things so well. You have a closed mind and you have a stereotypical approach to lots of things. It may be to do with people's colour, maybe to do with people's religious beliefs, it may be to, to do with the difference between people with or without physical disabilities. Okay, so we are prejudiced in those situations and we shouldn't be. We should be open-minded. So if you're prejudiced, your mind is somewhat closed and you won't consider other people because of these stereotypes, like certain people talk too much or certain people are f aggressive and are fighters. Yeah. So in those situations, that's a, a really, really strong negative and you become particularly prejudiced if you judge people based on nationality or religion or colour, whatever that might be. So you have to have that open mind. You can't afford to be prejudiced. Apathetic. Well, when somebody is apathetic, it really means they don't care. They're full of apathy. Okay, apathetic. It's, ah, so what do I know? I don't care. I mean, I get paid at the end of the month. So why do I need to do any more than just my nine to five? Do they want me to work a little bit of overtime, but they're not going to pay me? Why should I bother? So when you're apathetic, it means you really don't care. So that's the opposite of the person who we said before might be conscientious. So the conscientious worker, even though he may not get paid for the extra work, is prepared to do it. Those who suffer from that apathy or that apathetic approach just won't bother. Why should I bother? What difference is it going to make to me if I stay an extra half an hour, an hour? but the work will get done next week. I'm off. I'm off for the weekend. So somebody with a lot of apathy, apathetic. Insensitive. Insensitive means we normally don't take into account other people's feelings as much as we should. We might say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Somebody's just lost their pet dog or cat and we make some joke about it, very insensitive. Somebody's about to lose their job and we start talking about unemployment, a little bit insensitive. So we have to be aware of and take into consideration other people's feelings around us before we make comments so that we cannot be accused of being insensitive. Okay, Some people who are very sensitive are very emotional and if we are insensitive then we're likely to upset them and cause them some problems or some anxiety. So insensitive. Solitary. A solitary person is somebody who usually likes to be on their own. They like to work on their own. They probably live on their own. They don't socialize at lunchtime. They don't socialize definitely on a Friday evening with that beer in the local bar. They're a very solitary person. They might be lonely. They might be shy. They might be nervous, but they're very definitely solitary. Yeah, They live and exist all on their own. Solitary.
rebellious. Well, they're always great people to have. When I was at school, we had lots of rebellious individuals, people who don't like to live by the rules. Yeah. So when they're rebellious, they they go against the rules. No smoking. Definitely. They're the guy you could find at the back of the bicycle shed smoking. You know, they had to wear a tie. They never had a tie in their, uh, around the neck. They might have it in their pocket and will put it on if the the teacher insisted on it. Okay, so rebellious by nature. Okay, so to be rebellious is to go against the rules, go against the laws. I'm a little bit like that myself. Yeah, so you have to be really, really careful. Of course, you have to be careful. You're not too rebellious, but it's no harm to be rebellious from time to time. It's n- it's not a good idea that we're all exactly the same. So rebellious, we rise up against rule we rise up against laws and we don't like too many regulations so rebellious mature well of course we all hope we are mature and as we get older we definitely mature in in years if not in our in our way we uh, operate so a mature individual who's somebody who thinks before speaking somebody who thinks about the the likely outcome before they take an action, somebody who thinks about how it will impact on other people before they do something. So a mature person is mature in their thoughts, mature in their actions, and mature in their deeds. The opposite is immature. Yeah, So usually young people up to the age of 14 or 15 might be somewhat immature, and as they get beyond the those adult, those sorry, those young adolescent years, they become a little bit more mature. And it's well known fact that boys mature less quickly than girls. So to mature is to see things in an adult way to make sure that we understand things and we don't make rash decisions or rash judgments mature. And then finally, inquisitive. Well, I think it's always good to have an inquisitive mind. An inquisitive mind is a mind that constantly ask questions. Why? Why do we need that? Why do we do that? What are they doing? What's that for? Yeah, An inquisitive mind. Kids at the young age of four and five and six, when they start to find their words, often start with why. Why this? Why that? And it can drive parents a little bit mad. It did me when my kids were, were young, so you have to be careful. Why this? Why that? But having an inquisitive mind is absolutely great because they find out a lot. They get a lot of information. And we shouldn't let age be a barrier. We should always be inquisitive, asking why is this happening? Why did we do that? How was that? Yeah, okay, so be inquisitive. Ask questions, look for information, look for answers. Inquisitive. Okay, so they're the 14 different adjectives that we can use to describe people. Okay, so let me give them to you one more time. Perceptive, inspirational, overambitious, conscientious. Be careful with that pronunciation, conscientious. Obstinate, neurotic, open-minded, prejudiced. Apathetic, insensitive, solitary, rebellious, mature, and then finally, inquisitive. Okay, so as I said, and you know the drill by now, if you want to learn these, you have to practice them. You won't remember them all, so try putting them into sentences try and practice a few that you'd know, have a look at people that you know in your family, in your office, see which of these particular adjectives 
might be associated or might describe that particular person that you know. And it's a good way to, to practice. If you need any help, you contact me. I'll give you some more examples. Okay, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Harry saying goodbye. Until next time, see you soon. Mm-hmm.